This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It is always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends at Smiley One and Brian, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. He is Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin, and man, are the Browns injured. The hits keep on a-coming, Daryl. Tell us what's the latest to hit the top 40 today or top 12, I guess, on the injured list. Uh, Grant Delpit, done for the year, and uh, Obadiah Okoronkwo could be next. So that brings the total right now to 13, could go to 14. And uh, as we record this podcast on Wednesday afternoon, I just got the injury report uh, for uh, Wednesday's practice, and they got two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 13 players on that injury report. So in all, if my math is correct, that's 26 players for the Cleveland Browns on the, on the 53, right? To start the season, 26 players have some sort of injury. 13 of those are done for the, at least the remainder of the regular season. Here's the thing with Grant I should mention. Mm-hmm. is that Kevin Stefanski seemed to leave the door open about a possible return. Delpit okay. had surgery on, uh, let's see, we're recording on on Wednesday. He had surgery on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so assuming the Browns make the playoffs and depending how deep they go, maybe we've not seen the last of Grant Delpit. But um, by my math, I... Uh, pulled up the uh, box score from week one. And Fun. I, and for those watching on YouTube, and we appreciate you watching on YouTube very much so. Thank wow, you. Wow, look at that. A lot of um, yellow. A lot of yellow. So all the yellow names you see there, and I'm going to read them for those that are listening via the podcast platforms. Uh, Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Rodney McLeod, and now Grant Delpit done for the year, or at least in the regular season here, due to injury. That is six starters. Keep in mind, they traded Donovan Peoples-Jones, too. Uh, Greg Newsom has been banged up a little bit occasionally. Denzel Ward, obviously, uh, has been banged up uh, a bit as well. But, I mean, it's it's astonishing, Andy, to think that um, they're this beat up. We're in mid-December. They're eight and five. You've seen a lot of Browns football over the years. I brought yeah. up 
I brought up the 2008 season. That's mm -hmm. that is my barometer that I, you know, that I'm kind of comparing this to. Can you think besides 2008? Can you think of I another can't. year where the team? What about 86, the Strock year? It, yeah, that but that was just a quarterback. Okay. Right. I don't I, like, uh, I, and this is all off the top of my head. So please don't hold me to this. That's why I actually think Daryl that part of this is is that other teams go through this every year, but the fact that the Browns are competitive and that they're right in the hunt and that you're on your fourth quarterback, it just, it's glaring. It's just glaring this year. And who knows, they may have had this many injuries before. I just don't think we cared because they were out of it. Yeah. And uh, as I pull up the, the injury report, your uh, the DMPs that matter. And what I mean by that are those that just, you know, guys aren't getting days off. Like Amari Cooper, he always gets Wednesday off. But I give the Browns credit. They're very thorough in their injury reports. Um, uh, so the, he's they put rest, uh, comma, ribs on that one. Joel right. Batonio is going to be fine. Rest in any injury for his DNP. Jordan okay. Elliott, uh, concussion protocol. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, Miles Garrett, day off. He's still dealing with the shoulder, though. Um uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, good God. Dustin Hopkins, uh, uh, DNP for personal reasons. Uh, Kareem Hunt is dealing with a groin injury, so uh, he's getting the day to rehab and rest. They did the same thing with him last week, too, um, so I wouldn't worry about that one. David Njoku, uh, again, it, you know, just giving him some rest, even though they list a knee injury for him on top of that. Obanai Okoronkwo, that's the one we're really worried about because I worry that he's going to be number. Yeah, four. that's giant, yeah. Daryl. Like I, you know, I'm I, I was a little bit optimistic this morning just talking about next man up, next man up. But losing double O, I mean, he's a part of the depth that I think the reason the defense has yeah. been so good this year. That's I, that's that's a heartbreaker if he's out. Yeah, let, let me get through this and we'll go back to Obo because you, sure. you bring up a really good point there. But Ethan Posick is dealing with a stinger and, you know, Kevin Stefanski, I, at least from my vantage point, sounded optimistic, but non-committal, if that makes sense. On Posick, okay. On Posick. You, you okay. know what I mean? Um, you know, Juan Thornhill, the calf injury, uh, and then Anthony Walker. We talked to him in the locker room. He's fine. Uh, you know, he got a day off. You did not sit. Are you done with that list or no? Well, uh, do you want the guys that were limited in practice? Well, I, I just, I, I'm I, looking I, for the one name that I'm really I I I, I promise that list is much shorter. Okay. Uh, Jerome Ford, wrist injury, and then Denzel Ward, shoulder injury. Both of All those. Right, so anybody limited? Those those guys were limited. All right, I'll take that. I'll take limited for Ward. That's fine with me. They need him back on the field. Yeah, they've. Um, and you said Thornhill was pretty much a. Do you think Thornhill was a veteran's day off? No. Well, I mean, he's hurt, but no, that, no, that, no, because he, so here's how they I'm do it. I'm still again, really confused on the Thornhill know, story because it yeah, came up again. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and again, for the folks watching on YouTube, I'm, I'm showing you the injury report. This is what I screenshot wow. every day and I post on my, uh, on my X profile. And your halo um, light is outstanding. We, we, oh, I know. I, well, you know, I got to get the, this is, this is the heavenly edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. There you you go. know what light I did not use today? I did not use my super duper light. Watch this. If you thought I was bright before. Wow, hey, look at that. Look at you know this. You know what I'm using? None. Fluorescent <laughs> over my head. Thank you. I got to turn this off because I, 
I look like a patient. And really, there's like this little light in my computer. Like, what 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 good does that do? Like, okay, right, right, right. Well, you saw my my halo and the re the reflection. As you see, it does a whole lot of good for me. But um, so what the Browns do? I'm going to zoom in so people can see this, and this is what I'm referring to. So how you how you can differentiate the DNPs, Andy, is anywhere it says not injury related rest. Right. I've and seen even that. though they do list a body part, they're saying that that is they're saying that yes, that there's an injury there, but that's not why the player didn't participate. We just gave him the day off. So um, that's why when you were asking about Juan Thornhill, uh, there is no it, it's not. Uh, he doesn't have any, you know, not, not injury related dash rest next to his name. It just says calf injury. So his absence from practice was uh, due to injury. So that's how a uh, little inside football for folks. That's how we're able to determine guys given a day off to, to relax and, and maybe do some rehab and, and just, you know, chill out versus guys that aren't participating because they are hurt. All right, let's go back to this. Let me let me start with Denzel Ward because that's my big concern. So, uh, where are we with Denzel? Because it felt like on Sunday he was going to play, and then the last minute it turned, and I was like, "Whoa, he's not playing." Well, remember Friday's press conference where Kevin was not in the best of moods. That's I think because Why? of the but because of the Thornhill injury. And because of the ward injury, I think that's that was because usually Kevin is usually in a pretty decent mood when he comes into the media room. And and he you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when Kevin is upset. Right. And, he was in a good mood today, I thought. Yeah. I thought was in a halfway decent mood yeah. Today. He was pretty relaxed today. Uh, but mm -hmm. we know we can tell when he's not happy. He wasn't happy on Friday. And um, the, the Thornhill and ward injury is obviously a good reason to be unhappy. Yeah. But um, they they do need to get Denzel back um, because if you lose Oboe up front, that is that's another pressure guy, and all the more reason you need the cover guys. I mean, they they've done a fairly decent job. I think you would agree with this, Andy. This season, the front end and the back end complementing each other, right? Absolutely, the, totally agree. The, the perfect the, horse. The, the 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 back end is is you know keeping the coverage long enough to allow the, the front end to get home. And the front end is creating enough coverage to allow the back end to make plays. Um, so, you know, I mean, even so, Darryl, I mean, just as you say that, I'm trying to go through my mind, big plays that they've given up that weren't like, you know, one guy missed a tackle off the line and the guy burst through the line. and ended up, Like they haven't given up a lot of gigantic. They've given plays, up right? three explosives. Yeah. The one against the Steelers was a big one. That's the one I was thinking. Uh, was it L.A., the Rams, was a big one. Yeah. Um, but you're right. For the most part, um, the the big explosive plays, they've, for the most part, been able to contain. We've not had the, you know, Joe Woods, Spider-Man meme defense that we all became so accustomed to watching. It's you. No, it's you. No, me. Well, I don't know what's going on. It's supposed to be you. Uh, right. We don't have a lot of that uh, this year, which is good. Um, and then also, too, I, I think that, Jim Schwartz deserves a lot of credit for the volume of players that have had to come in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Greg Newsom has been banged up a little bit this year. Denzel Ward, there hasn't been tremendous drop off. Like Newsom had a tough game against the Denver Broncos, but he's come back in a big, big way. These last two games against the Rams and then in the win over the Jaguars. So um, they, 
they have withstood a lot of body blows right now. But my question to you is, how much more can they absorb? When you look at the guys that they have lost this season, okay, and I'm mm-hmm. going to pull up the list of names of everyone that they lost. I mean, we made the joke on the last podcast. Yeah, let's let's do that in a second because you asked me that question. I want to answer it, and we're going to give you the answer right after this quick timeout. It's always game day in Cleveland. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solutions. Daryl, anything from you to start the segment? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to tell you about BetQL, don't I? Uh- <laughs> you have to tell us a little bit about BetQL. And our good friends at BetQL. I'll tap dance while Daryl looks up a script. <laughs> while I pull up the script because I had a brain cramp and forgot. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, that uh, sports betting thing that's going on here in the state of Ohio. BetQL yeah. is here to help uh, you make the most informed bets possible. You can get all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or download the BetQL app. You can get a free three-day trial today. That's BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for all of those fabulous exclusive sportsbook offers. All right, so when we left, uh, we were asking questions. How much can this team take? I think that's the question. And then you started to go off on a list. So let's do the list first. I had to find the list. It is so long that, like, I, it's kind of like my Browns bleep sheet of, like, coaching history and quarterback history. I feel like I need another tab for the injury history this year. Um, Okay, so Nick Chubb, Jack Conklin, Dawson Deaton, Grant Delpit, Jakeem Grant, Maurice Hurst, Dewan Jones, Rodney McLeod, Jacob Phillips, remember him? Yep. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Jed Wills, Drew Forbes, Michael Woods. I mean, that's a lot of players, man. And, the, you know, as I mentioned earlier, of- six starters from week one. That's insane. It's the 12 days of Brown's uh, Christmas, right? Or the 12, 12 injuries of Browns. It's a lot. That is just amazing how they're all right. So, Daryl, I, I mean, how much more water can the dam take? I don't know. It's what I asked you. <laughs> all right. So, I'll answer the question. Look, the, and I go back to the beginning of the season when I thought that, first of all, I have renewed hope because of Joe Flacco. And I like when I hear people start to, you know what, on Joe Flacco, I'm like, stop. Why? Why are we doing that? Why would we be negative? Why would we drop into the, he is a backup or, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's, a, who cares? All I know is that over the last two weeks, I've seen a quarterback that gives me hope and faith and consistency that I haven't had. And it's no offense to Deshaun Watson, but when Joe Flacco walks out on the field, I think the Browns have a chance to score every time on offense. And I go back and I look and I know that he's throwing the ball more than 40 times in the last two games, but I also know that he's hit nine receivers in one game, eight in another, and the running game has been efficient to the point where I, you know, we all think that Kevin is using the pass to set up the run. That's fine, but I have confidence in Joe Flacco to lead this team right now. Are they dealing with injuries? Absolutely. Is the offensive line hurting a little bit more too? But who knew what we were going to get out of Dewan Jones in the beginning of the season? So now you sit and you look at this offensive line and you're like, all right, well, you know, we, we had big injuries at the start of the season, and now you're asking guys to go out there and play. Jerron Christian has done a decent job. Um, James Hudson III has done a decent job. So those guys have stepped up where they needed them to step up. 
I trust the offensive line to at least give me an opportunity to make the playoffs knowing what the schedule is there. But the biggest reason that I have optimism for this team is that I was ready to flush them down the toilet in the beginning of the year when Nick Chubb was out. And I'm like, we're not going to have any running game. Somehow, some way, these three guys have done a very, very nice job of maintaining the running game that I think Kevin Stefanski wants without losing everything. And I think that way at every position for the Browns right now. So when Kevin Stefanski says next man up, for the first time in my life, I actually believe, excuse me, I actually believe in a team that is buying into that next man up. And I just believe, I believe in this team. Maybe it's blind faith. Maybe it's the fact, but Joe Flacco is the biggest reason I believe that because I think we have a quarterback that can lead us down the field and hopefully they can get a little bit healthier. They need miles to get as close to hundred as they can. I don't think that's going to happen, but I've got my fingers crossed and they need Denzel Ward back out on the field defensively. They're going to have a chance. I'm not going to be not, I'm going to, I am going to be optimistic about this all the way through. Double O being hurt really sucks. Really sucks. Because he could be a starter on probably 99, 90% of the teams in the NFL. And when he came here, we thought he was going to be a starter. But they brought in Zedarius. You got Miles on the other side. There's a lot of reason to still be optimistic. And this team has proved time and time, time again that next man up mentality, which a lot of people think is kind of BS, is absolutely real in Cleveland. Are you ready for the mind-blowing stat of the the day or the season? Seven and then do with the number eight. No. Okay, go ahead. I've heard the eight stat a couple times today. I'll tell you what uh, that is. The Browns have the most team most victories against teams above 500 this season. Six of their eight wins are against playoff contenders. And they have uh well, okay, so Philadelphia is now number one. Uh in the, uh, the NFC, but had I said this on Sunday, <laughs> the Browns would have at that time beaten both number one seeds in the conference. They beat San Francisco. Right. Uh, they beat Baltimore split with the Ravens, right? Um, they've got wins over Jacksonville currently in the playoffs, uh, leading the, uh, the AFC South. They've split with the Steelers. Uh, they beat the Colts. Uh, they have beaten the Bengals who were in the playoff picture as well. Like I, I, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty impressive considering what they have dealt with Andy they have like you can't say wow they haven't played anyone and they have fluked their way to eight and five and they're just the luckiest bunch of sons of guns on the planet nope not only are these guys banged up and still finding ways to win games Andy like they're beating the best of the best in the league right now and it I hate going down this road because there's four games left in the season, but it really makes you think what really could have been with this football team, considering the wins they have in their pocket. And then you look at the road ahead and you've got Chicago this week, a trip to Houston for Christmas Eve and the Texans desperately need to win uh, that game. Because as we have this conversation right now, they're on the bubble on the outside looking in at seven and six, as well as the the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills. Right now, check this one out. There is a two, four, there is a six-way tie. There are six teams in the AFC right now that are seven and six. It is a six-way tie for two playoff spots uh, in the AFC. Um, so it, then, of course, the Browns come home for the Thursday nighter 
uh, against the New York Jets uh, as their season, uh, you know, has kind of fallen apart since Aaron Rodgers got hurt. By the way, Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. Uh, unfortunately that game still did not get flexed to Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. Like I was praying it would be right. Um, and then of course they end uh, against the Bengals and that obviously is going to be a lot tougher than uh, we initially thought it was going to be considering and that could, that could be a Saturday game too, right Daryl? Yeah, that, so that one's a TBD as well. So the league is basically set up week 18. Yeah. Week 18, the final week of the regular season, they have like completely set it up to to flex everything, so they can have a triple header on Saturday with important playoff implication games, and then have the four fifteen windows Sunday night football. Uh, and uh, I think th- it, there's a Monday night game, right? No, uh, we- there is no Monday night game. That's okay. why they're playing the Saturday games. And then the other yeah. thing that comes into play there is, are you are you sure it's three games on Saturday? Because I thought it was a or maybe it's a, a doubleheader on Saturday. I think it's a doubleheader, and if I'm it, used to, it, I'm used to like when college football is done, they always play three right. games on Saturday. <laughs> so, but he, here's the thing: is that that could easily be the AFC North Saturday, yeah, because the Browns play the Bengals and the Steelers play the Ravens. So yeah. that sets up really, really nice for television if that's the way they want it to be. That last week of the season, it'd be nice if the Browns had things wrapped up before then, though. I mean, but I, they still have to. They're going to have to set that Cincinnati game what next week. Uh, no, they, they will wait. Week 17 gets set as late as possible. Okay. Week 18, right? Or week 18, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. sorry. No, that's right. I'm just – Yeah. They I, I, it's confusing that. for everybody. Because yeah. the whole point of that is to put those prime uh, uh, playoff matchups in those spots. So, yeah, they're going to wait as – they may wait until the week before to announce mm. that. Um. Don't be because if I remember correctly, last year that's what happened. Like they waited until like the week. I mean, I got to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Browns Bengals is the sun. Can they flex into the Sunday night game or no? Absolutely, they could. A hundred percent, they could. Well, that easily could be the Sunday if that's. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it'd be a great story, you know, two two backup quarterbacks, one of them being Joe Flacco, right? Yeah. Um, that that would be a fantastic way to end the the regular season, especially if the Browns already had ten wins in their pocket. Huh? Going for number eleven. I hear you, brother. I hear you. All right, I'm also going to hear you on the other side too. It's always game day in Cleveland. When we come back. I want to talk about some international stuff that's going down in the NFL. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Daryl, um, I just did we clean up everything we wanted to clean up in that last segment? I, I feel like we yeah. had. Yeah, we, we covered it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what the league did today. They decided they are going to take the show to South America next year. That's a 12-hour flight from Miami to Sao Paulo. Um, what do you think? They also announced other international games, but the first thing they announced was that they are headed to Brazil. Yeah, um, get used to it because it's it's only going to expand. In so next season they're going to play a game in Brazil in 2025. On top of Germany and England, right? Let's start. Correct. So in 2025, they're going to double the number of international games from four to eight which means half the league is playing a game overseas. 
But if you think about it, when they added the 17th game, right, either the AFC or the NFC got an extra game, home game. Right. So, I, like, I don't I have a problem. The, I believe the Brazil game is going to be an NFC home game. Okay. So that means the the yeah the NFC has the extra games next year. Correct. Okay. So, uh, like, I don't have a problem with them doing this now, early in the 17-game schedule, because I think once teams get used to having to host nine home games a year, they're not going to want to give it up. But, Daryl, they got to give up the preseason. They got to let it go. And they need to add another bye. And you know what? If everyone's going to have to play, if everyone, if one side's going to have a nine-game schedule, then everybody in the NFC should have to give up the ninth game, and they should all be neutral site stuff. I well, think well, everybody should have to play one neutral site game and include the international games in there, and then you're good. I, that way you're even. Every team gets eight home games both ways, and then everybody has an international neutral site game. Yeah, because it volleys. Like this year, the Browns had nine home games. Next year, they'll have eight. Um, and to, to your point about the NFC having that extra home game next year, this is where it's going. Like th this is all part of the, the master plan. It's just – it's taken the leagues a couple of years because keep in mind, they have to find stadiums to their satisfaction. You know what I'm saying? Like they want modern stadiums. They, they do not want to play in old venues. They, they just don't. Sure. I mean, just look at what they've done Germany. And I don't, is it England? England I is mean, it, they, where we played they, last time they built that stadium for the NFL. Right. Um, and soccer. So what is it? I always get this messed up. Is it Great Britain? Is it the United Kingdom? Is it England? Like, what the hell do we call that country now? <laughs> Europe. Games in Europe. <laughs> Play it safe. I always get confused with that. Like, <laughs> like avoid the east side, west side question and just say <laughs> Cuyahoga County, right? Like, you don't even know. Right. Where, uh, what, is that east side? Or, oh, it's Cuyahoga County. Oh, it's Summit County. Lake County. I, I mean, I realize England and Ireland ain't always gotten along. That part I understand. Um, okay, so here we go. This is why Meredith is the best producer in the world. Uh, she tells us that uh, United Kingdom is England, Wales, Ooh. and part of Ireland. The Republic right. of Ireland is its own country. All right. Thank you, Google. <sighs> thank you. No, thank you, Meredith. <laughs> Meredith. Who has the I ability always, to use Google while we're doing this. But like when, you know, the NFL plays over there is, okay, are they playing in the United Kingdom? Are they playing in England? Are they playing in Britain? You know what I mean? Like right. I always get that messed up. But um, yeah, I mean, look, this is where the, the league is going. They're taking a page out of the NBA book. They're taking a page out of Major League Baseball's book. Um, and they're, you know, remember a couple years ago, they sold territorial rights. Yes. Various franchises uh, around the league. Which, interestingly enough, the Browns did not purchase any of those. Yeah, I wonder why. And to my understanding, I don't think that they've they have purchased any yet either. Well, th remember they have the Browns backers worldwide. I right. mean, oh, so you're saying you're saying because of Browns backers worldwide that right. they were already established before anybody in the league needed to come up with territorial rights. And is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay. That so. Makes sense. Um, yeah, so it's just it's it's uh it's all part of this master plan. I look, I think eventually it's going to an 18 game schedule and it'll go to a 20 week season. 
I don't know how much preseason is going to be involved, but um, they have they have to add a second bye week for the international travel. That has to happen. Um, and they're going to have to add to the roster too, Daryl. They're going to have to add players to the roster. Well, I think that they're, they want to keep the 53, the 53. And if anything, maybe they expand the practice squad to 18 players. Because look, I mean, look what the Browns are doing right now with, um, with Flacco, like, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the roster manipulation there. Um, you get, by those- the way, if I hear Carlos Boozer's name one more time this week, I'm going to put my fist through my computer. Okay. This is uh, not the Carlos Boozer situation. Please, it, I hope I'm right. It, it, it's not, but you can understand the distrust that some Totally get have. it from fans, but I'm just like, okay, Carlos Boozer, got it. Mm-hmm, got it. I almost said something else very insensitive. And I'm gonna... <laughs> I had to self-edit myself as you were saying that. About well done. Well done. <laughs> I'm horrible for even thinking it. Anyway, um... <laughs> I hope you're watching on YouTube so you can see Daryl's reaction. I'll just say that, um, no, no, I'm not even going to say that. Uh, But it's not. It's not the Carlos Boozer situation. And even Joe Flacco was asked on Wednesday, you know, how much longer do you want to do this? And he kind of really didn't have an answer. I mean, let's be honest about it. He got a call in mid-November while he's on the couch and throwing footballs to his family members trying to stay in shape. And quite frankly. Are any of them uh, able to play the line right now? Or any, I mean, here's the other thing too. You you know the conversation that's going to happen, right? That it's it's not going to come on this podcast. I know, I know where we're going. You yeah, you, know. you know we what, all know it. You know what conversation will be had. Let right? me just say this. Let me just say this, and you tell me if I'm on the right page as you. Success will breed controversy. True or false? Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. Okay. I don't. Well, maybe controversy is the wrong word, but it will it will breed a lot of questions. The questions are already out there, Daryl. Let's be honest. I know they are, but they're going to get even louder. They're going to get even louder. They really, I mean, it's, it's impressive. It is the nature of the position. I mean, if you can step back for a second, it's the nature of the position. Yeah. And uh, by the way, a quick uh, circle back to our international. uh, Yeah. Because we, we want Meredith getting the love and not the hate. Uh, United Kingdom is Scotland, England, and Wales. Ireland is uh, all by themselves. Oh, I thought you said Scotland before. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that the UK is Scotland, England, and Wales. So I guess when they play London. Oh, here we go. I know. I feel I have to like jump in because it's so confusing. So like I had to look it up just to make sure, but like Northern Ireland, like this little teeny tiny dot in the middle of Ireland also belongs to the United Kingdom, which is where I got confused. So there's the country of Ireland there's Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England. That's the, like, so the, those four countries are the United Kingdom and then Ireland is on its own. So it's, See, I think it's confusing to even them. I, and, and uh, I tried to ask. For, thank you for validating the premise of my comment about. Yeah. Which okay, is, we're so all confused about it. Yeah. Your punishment now, Meredith. Uh-oh. Am is, I getting fired? No, here's your punishment. You have to go watch Last Kingdom. And okay. they, they set the map on fire in the beginning. So, all right, <laughs> all right, I'll let you guys get back to your podcast. They set the map on fire. They open up every one of those shows. And by the way, Meredith, you will love Last Kingdom. I'm just telling. Uh, you. I thought you, you were going to have her watch Game of Thrones all over again. No, 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 no. I Not get Game into of it. Last Kingdom has Last Kingdom actually has some historical reference in it that is factual. 
and it's awesome. It's awesome. It's Meredith, have you seen fiction. it? No, I you couldn't even will, get into. Listen, I couldn't even get Meredith, into Game of Thrones. I lasted two episodes I, I and I was done. Just even if you just watch the first two episodes, you will come back and you will say, "Oh, Uhtred." Trust me on that. Okay. That, is a, that is a recommendation. I hope you fulfill that. We will see you in the next podcast. I'll I'll add it to the list. Thank you, Meredith. Hey, guess what? As Meredith pops in, Daryl, uh, we can tell everyone the next time we will see them. You want to tell them? Tell them, Daryl. Uh, I, I believe it is uh, after the Browns and Bears tangle on the lakefront. And there you go. People will be either very, very happy or they'll be very, very mad. That is why Daryl Ryder is a card-carrying member of Mensa. When you get wisdom like that, you don't even need to open up another book for the rest of your life. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. She was Meredith Kane, the greatest producer you will ever have, as her name said underneath her name, whatever that means. It's always game day in Cleveland. See ya.